podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. So, here you are, right now, wanting more. If it's a more fulfilling career you're after, Marquette University's Direct Entry MSN program in Milwaukee or Pleasant Prairie can help. Designed for non-nursing college graduates, the program makes it possible to earn a master's in nursing in less than 21 months. So, if you're ready to serve the greater good as a Marquette nurse, set your education in motion today. Search Marquette Direct Entry MSN to apply. Hello and good evening to the Fatback 4 Daily. This show is brought to you by Paddy Power. Uh, Bookies, a website and an app. If you gamble, please gamble responsibly with Paddy Power. Odds on Liverpool, specials on Liverpool, sports, football and everything else. Tonight on the show will be me and Chris Brack and we will try again to look back at the Liverpool versus Everton game. Chris was at the game so I want to get his views on it. And of course Marco Silva has been sacked so Divock Origi ending careers all over the place. Let's go. Yes, and here we are, the Fatback 4 Daily. Um, I'm literally just watching this Arsenal match as uh, it progresses. We're about 90 minutes in, and on my television, it's 2-1 to Brighton, where Arsenal have a free kick, so anything could happen, and it probably already has happened. But, Chris, um, the, the Reds the Reds go and beat Everton last night, and we did make a, a big attempt, me and Andy, for about 20 minutes to um, talk about this game and, and, and review it and give a media reaction, and then it just descended into Easter eggs, uh, skip higher, skips the crisps, and your, your, you know, what bread you kind of like. So, just going back on it, a big win, you were at Anfield, what was the atmosphere like? What was the overall feeling like around the ground beforehand? Well, how did it go, Chris? Talk to <laughs> um, I, I try not to laugh. Um, I basically um, went into the game as I always do for Derby, really, really worried because you always think it's, this is the one time we have to play well. At some point, it's, they, they might get a bit of luck. And it, it's, by the time we're half through the second half, it was just comical. It, it just became farcical laughing at them. Uh, and how how irate they were getting at their own team. So it was a it, it was a weird atmosphere at the, the ground. It was quite fiery first half, but I think once they went to four two, the second half was quite subdued. I think I think Liverpool fans got a bit bored because it was it was so second gear. It was untrue second half, and I'm not see, I never thought I'd see a derby where Liverpool was second gear and they basically rested five of the first teams. It was. Mad, you know, it's a bit of a, it's probably what I would say a really big statement wins the league as well is yes, Everton aren't playing very well, but there's all this talk of if, if Liverpool lose a couple of the front three, they've got no goals and that's kind of been dispelled now very, very comfortably. Yeah. But you, just going back to the lineup, when you, you were obviously at the games, you were around the grounds probably as the lineup was announced, were you shocked by what you're seeing? Uh, yeah, I was admit no, no one saw that one uh, coming. I mean, Rafa does, uh, not Rafa, sorry. Klopp does love a mad derby team. So remember him starting Solanke in games and, you know, he does seem to like a derby team, but then you look how Liverpool play in the end. He's, he probably shows what Klopp thinks of where Everton are at the moment. It's like, I can afford to do this in a league game. I can afford to rest my big hitters uh, and still get a win. So it probably gave them a little bit of a G up because I saw, I did sort of see a bit of the Everton Twitter. They were all quite confident when they saw the lineup. It lasted seventeen minutes, and then it all went all went into fun and games. Really, you, you mentioned seventeen minutes there, and you were speaking to me before the show. When it goes two 0 you reckon about fifty of them just got up and walked about, out? There's about thirty lads. It just seemed to the all seems to go, to go oh, fuck that. That's me done. Oh, were you, were you <laughs> close you, to them? Well, yeah, where we sit is in the uh, it's in it's in the lower Kenny, but it's the Anfield Road end, so kind oh, of in right. line with like the yeah. the, pen, uh, the, uh, the penalty area. Yeah. So you are quite close to the away fans. You can just see like a load of them go, 
ah, fuck this, we're having, I've had enough now. And yeah. it's funny because I didn't see him come back up when they equalised, when they got, uh, when they made it 2 1. Yeah, it wasn't you know. like they were going outside for a drink. No, no, because he didn't see like a rush of fellas run back in. They just went, ah, fuck it, 2 0, that'll do. Bad enough. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, absolutely unbelievable. Um, North Red says, don't like to complain, but what about these goals we are conceding? We can answer them now in a few minutes. Has VVD dropped performance from Godlike to mere mortal, says James Kelly? Yes. No, uh, n- yes. not mere mortal. I, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, I, I, do have a, I do have a big thing on, on, on gonna, and you know me, I'm not a fan of um, match of the day. I ended up watching the coverage this morning and I was blown away by, by the, the, the editing and the, the the, I suppose the coverage they gave to this game, but I'll get back into that in a in a in a minute. Um, Barry Carr says he has a bag of skips in his hand. It says prawn cocktail fl- flavor. Andy is basically telling lawyers, yeah, look at the back of them and see what the ingredients are, and you will see tomato references there. Um, Chris yep. is probably wondering what's going on, but Chris, last night show, um, we genuinely don't know what to think about last night show because. There was decent football talking there, but it just went on for 72 minutes, and I think 60 of them, or 50 of them anyway, was just complete ramblings of two, I think, genuinely insane people. And I don't know what people thought of that. Did he like it? Did he not? Because me and Andy have discussed before, literally coming on, doing a show like this probably once a month, where we sit down for an hour and talk uh, all sorts. And if people like it, we go and do it. But the chances are people thought it was an absolute disaster. But let me know. Um, James Kelly says he's serious about Van Dyke. He looks slightly off it. We will get to that. We will get to it. He, he was getting some. He was getting some stick in the crowd. Uh, well, not stick, but there was a lot of talk around us going like, he's just not quite at his his elite level. He mm. just needs to drop the level. Look, I mean, even at his slightly dropped level, he's still very, very good. Mm. But there was a little I put it, complacency in his game, okay. which the second goal. The whole team had a bit of complacency about it, so I don't know whether it was just the game. Perhaps they found the game a bit easy, but yeah, he made that at times. He was making Calvert Lewin look like he was um, Didier Drumper the way he was winning the ball off him. I was like, he, he was just a little bit sloppy, a little bit too relaxed, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I mean, I know we. I, I saw uh, Dejan as usual gets pelters for everything, but mm. I'll be honest. In the ground, um, he makes two or three important interception blocks. Mm. To a sniff out chance, but also to bail his mate out. A couple of times he bails his mate out. Okay. But we don't, but we don't, but, um, unfortunately, Dejan has history and people don't, a lot of people just don't like him. Okay. Um, just, the lineup does shock a few people, but I, we were saying on the show last night, and, and I don't know whether you, you spotted this in the ground, so basically what I'm going to do is, instead of going through the game bit by bit by bit, because we did try to do that last night, and there was coverage of the game last night, don't get me wrong, anyone listening now going, well, was that part about football last night? It genuinely was. It just went on way longer than it should have, and the extra bit was just pure random. So, um, Well, like Traz says, last night's pod was the best one yet. You and Andy need to do that more often. We may actually do it. I don't know whether we do it live. Um, we might just record it in a room somewhere and, and throw it out there. But the live stuff was good because people were coming in with comments and stuff like that, um, which were really funny. Some of them were just, I couldn't, I don't know how I kept a straight face. But I'm going to throw a couple of players at you, right? And before we absolutely bash Everton and Silva and match of the day, we will get to that as well, I promise. But a couple of players from you being in the ground. Divock Origi, um, he's ended another managerial career today. Um, with Silva being sacked. But I felt in that game last night, it was one of those where we played to his strengths brilliantly. Where it was just yep. like, you have the power to get in behind. When you don't have time to think, you're absolutely amazing finisher. And with an Everton team that weren't expecting this, it, how good was Divock Origi at the role and how good were the team at servicing that role last night? I thought that's the best I've seen Divock Origi play from the start. I can't. I think the only time he probably played as well as that was probably when Klopp took over before mm. he had his ankle injury. Yeah, um, they did. He, he was just willing. His link up plays, his hold up play was much improved, and he could obviously you could tell <laughs> what we do in training because he was, you know, as good as the Manny balls were, and they were really, really good. They all knew what he could do because uh, me and brother we went to the game. We were both saying like. You know, the team's a bit mad. But then we did sort of think, well, maybe someone like a Shakiri, maybe that's a, you know, said he's a bit of a maverick, you know, he, he could do bugger all for 20 minutes, but then do a little bit of magic. So maybe that's what we need next to Origi, just something a bit, um, 
predictable. Mm. I mean, it's you know, he's just got a finger eager at the moment. He seems to be a, as soon as he sees an Everton shirt, he just seems to find a new level of goal scoring. He just hones he just, in. He just hones in on big games and managers under pressure and decides, I'm just going to put an end to you. Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, I, I know people don't like us talking about them, but Ferguson was very good at that. He had certain players that you would say nine times out. I mean, Solskjaer to his to uh, as a player, it's probably what he was. He was not, he was not a great starter for United. But in big game moments for the last 20 minutes, that's what he did. And, you know, Origi at the moment just seems to get this reputation of big games. He seems to just turn up, which is a, which is a great asset. I mean, it's, I mean, I must admit, we, we, it was bedlam when he scored that, that second goal. Mm, yeah. I, I didn't think, I didn't think he had that in his locker, in fairness to him. I thought he's a good fin, you know, he's a, he's a tidy finisher, he's a good, good header. But the, the touch um, and to chip it over the, the child and goal was brilliant. Yeah. Um, I've seen something on Redman TV today. It made me laugh. Uh, they were talking about that goal and the guy on there said, look, the ball goes over the top and, you know, Origi, it's a brilliant touch, but he gets, he likes to think that the cop, he could hear the cop in the background singing. He's, um, it was something about, you know, uh, Pickford just being, just being very small and um, the, he's got very small arms and just knew just heard the cops singing that and said oh I just hit a high so and uh, put it uh, on top of the net it was a really good clip from the red men in fairness uh, to them. Uh, go on. I don't know what he did Pickford but I'm sure he did something towards the copies to G him up or something but literally within two minutes the, the, the he's only got little arms chance came out for quite a while and it kept going mm. quite a while which I think was getting on his pip a little bit which was quite funny and he's not the hardest fella to get on to get no. to get at him, he, he, he's 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 quite open in in his emotions, Pickford. So if you are yeah. getting to him, he will know. He will let you know about it. You know, uh, but I, I don't know if it's an Everton tactic. But the last couple of dives I've seen, all he seems to do is get the ball and, and just kick it out for the throwing. Yeah, he done it under he done it under Allardyce in it may have been the one one wasn't it? Yeah, it may have been the league game where he got a one one, and it was. Madness, like he was literally kicking the ball and trying to get it as far up the pitch and out of touch. Um, big dunk will fa- flatten his face, uh, says Avo, on, on all the blue nose will all torn on him. You see, that's the problem. Uh, but moving on from Origi, um, Sadio Mane. I'll tell you what, put Sadio Mane to one side for a second because I think absolutely out of this world, I think he's the best player in the league by a mile at the moment. You, you mentioned this player earlier, Jaren Shakiri. Uh, hasn't been seen, hasn't played. I think this season comes back. He's we were told he's fit probably two weeks ago, but on the bench doesn't really doesn't figure. I don't think comes back in for a start last night. Has new hair, um, and again, look, he did go out with the game for for periods like you said. But when he got involved, he looked he looked sharp as attack, didn't he? It was a re- he did. And and uh, do you know what I thought? I, the date hit me, December. And he done this last December where he went on this real, really good run, including two goals against United. Could it just be the perfect timing for him to come in and in a, in a massive month to not stamp be. his authority but make a massive influence on this side? He just reminds you what 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 he's got. I mean, he's very clever on the ball. The one thing I was impressed with him because I don't think he's renowned for this. This is not, and this is not uh, to dig him out, but uh, his work rate off the ball, especially to try and help cover Trent or help the midfield out, was. I'll be honest, it's impressive because he's not he's not renowned for being the most mobile off the ball. You know, he's, he's just that type of player. But I thought he was really good, and he does give you a different asset, especially for set for set pieces. Some of the corners he was putting in at pace were scarily good, uh, and it's nice to have an option from a different option from Trent. Hmm. Uh, and I do think one thing he does give you, which is Trent's developing the side of his game, but I still feel one thing Little are missing is if we have a free kick twenty five yards out. That's what Coutinho was really good at, and you know, taking a shot, taking a shot from distance uh, from a dead ball. It's only really Trent who's ever shown that he can do it, do it now and again. Salah, Mane, for me, it's not really their game. I do think with Shakiri, if you bring him on and he got a free kick, you know, outside the box, he he's gives you that asset that we probably don't have. So uh, I was pleased to him, and you know, I do think it surprised me when it has that he played for a. He gutted out a full ninety minutes. I was I was convinced he was only going to get an hour. I, I thought he'd be sixty sixty five, and then when you see when Aldam knock him in on ninety two ninety three minutes and Shakiri's there celebrating, I'm like he's still on the bleeding pitch. I couldn't, yeah. you know, 
no, don't get me wrong. It wasn't that I didn't notice him, but it was only then it hit me and I thought, he's he's played this full game here. For somebody yeah. that's come, you know, like we, we talk about Kate, you know, doesn't get on again last night, but, you know, 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, and stuff like that. And the whole conspiracy theory about Kate is going to rumble on. I, I've given up. I haven't given up on Kate. I've just given up arguing about it because if he plays, he plays. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And Klopp will make that call, you know. Um James Kelly says Trent was brilliant but needed to calm down a bit. On another day he could have been sent off. I'm going to get to the match of the day stuff and talk around Trent there in a minute. I, I thought Trent was great going forward. I mean, the ball for the second goal is ridiculous. Because mm. when he hit it, we were all going, what's he? And when, as he's going to manage, just like, it, where we were sat on the ground, that's a pass you're thinking, I don't know how we've seen that. Mm. It's, it was genius. But I think, I thought three of the back four, I thought Robertson, Trent and Van Dijk were a bit sloppy. Uh, defensively yeah. and probably gave them some more hope than they needed mm. uh, but do you know what it's I know people again concerned about the goals are conceded I'm not as concerned because we're not conceding the same goal mm. if you know what I mean like under Rodgers and under Rafa's last last year or so it was near post corner and they flick it in or they flick it on it's a goal every corner we're just like it's going in yeah. Whereas every goal we can see is like, you know, the first one's uh, an unlucky ricochet off Lovren. Mm. Uh, the second one is James Miller doesn't follow his man. So, and then Lovren doesn't cut the cross out. But, you know, ultimately if James Miller follows his man, he doesn't get it. Uh, the goal, the goal of the weekend against Brighton is a, a bizarre free kick, which I don't think you'll ever see us concede again. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, it's not like it's the same goal. Um, so a lot of it seems to be a little annoyances of lapse in concentration when possibly plus ones have found it a little bit more straightforward. Maybe that's a ruthless edge that they'll probably need to get back to. Yeah. There's a couple of comments coming in here about um about Shakiri saying he, he he does need to work harder if he wants to, you know, play under Klopp. Um Northred said if 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 Origi keeps this form up we won't be going looking for a forward in January. Um do we strengthen elsewhere? I think we'll talk about that as we get close to the end of December and into January. Uh Trent and Shakiri standing over a free kick twenty yards out gives us an extra dimension for defenders and keepers to think about. That's a very good point. It does. Footer, right footer and both quality. Maverick says I think Klopp uh, told Shaq to cut down on the heavy weights and calf raises and now he's a lot more flexible we've i don't know we may need to ask somebody in the know to see if that's actually true um i don't think we go in for a striker in january anyway says uh force 22 uh glenner says vvd challenge was a penal he could have went and missed the next three games i'm gonna get on to that um that's all part of the bbc match of the day package um he'd only got a one game ban anyway Yes, he would have. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, it's only it's only it's a cent that gets you two, and serious foul play it, that gets you three. I, I I think that that falls into the I've seen them given category. Mm. Uh, but a few of my friends who are blues even went. He just needs to be stronger. Than, um, Cavalier, quite of them were arguing uh, with me. We were quite we were frustrated that he did. He just didn't take the shot off. He was too busy looking for the penalty. Like, like take the shot. You yeah. know, that's what they were getting frustrated over. But again, that was what we saw with Van Dijk. It was that little bit of casualness where he probably just should have been the right side of it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, look, I will get on to all them, them decisions in a minute because they all come together. Uh, Maverick mm-hmm. says, remember the front three against Everton is the same front three that gave Barca a shellacking. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point as well. But one other player I want to touch on and you, you just touched on it there and you mentioned the goals was Dayan Lovren. Now on air, air, Twitter page today, we, um, I seen a thing come up. It was from a guy and he basically said, Lovren cost us two goals again last night. Um, Gomez is levels above him. The, the best scenario is, is Gomez comes back and we keep winning. So basically the tweet says, oh, it's great we're winning, but Lovren, 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 Lovren. Now, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, oh, listen, I'll have a go at Lovren. I'll have a go at anyone if I feel that the need is right, you know, the time is right and, and, there's a, there's a good reason to. But I've watched the game back, and last night on the pod I did say, I felt Trent could have got to his man quicker for the cross for the second one. Lovren, yeah, may be able to cut it out, but Van Dijk could be at fault as well. He sees everything in front of him and could probably give him a shout, tell him where it is. But you've said there, Milner doesn't follow his man. The first one, it's a ball in the box. He goes in with Keane for it. it just he gets drops. the block. He, he gets the block in, it drops. Keane's good finish. I don't understand why, if we're winning 14 games out of 15, we have to, people have to keep going on about players that... People need a, people that just need a scapegoat. And unfortunately for Lovren, but unfortunately for Lovren, and it's just the way of the world now, because he had that really shit first season under Rodgers, and he was, he was appalling. He generally was appalling in that first season. 
people can't let that go. And because that now, whenever Lovren makes a mistake, it's going to be amplified and made to be worse out than it is when, you know, as much as I think Gomez is a good player, he's, he's well off the form at the moment. And the thing Lovren gets criticized for is, or ball over the top, he lets it bounce and people get caught behind. Well, if people watch Go- Joe Gomez play, that's his biggest weakness is yeah. if you put a ball over the top of him, he sometimes, he often gets caught under it or misreads it. And it's a, sh- it's a sharpness thing and it's a familiarity with the line that you're trying to play alongside Van Dijk, Trent and say Robertson. That's what yeah. it is. Now, Gomez to me, when I see him, he does look a bit off it. People have said he needs games. I can't, I just can't see where we can give fellas games for the sake of giving them games. It's if you're going to give him a game, important. I would give him, uh, if you're going to give him a game, probably either the weekend or Watford might be your best chance. It might be, but at the end of the day, like, if Kate is fully fit, for, let, let's just look at Kate for a minute, right? Because that's the other big, you know, story at the moment about why isn't he playing like Lalana played and stuff like that. Now, I thought Lalana walked himself into the ground last night. I think he took up too much time on the ball at times, but that's Adam Lalana. That's what you're going to get. Keita, if Keita simply isn't putting her in in training or isn't making a big enough case to remove whether it's Henderson, Wijnaldum, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Fabinho, Lalana, if he's not making a big enough case to remove them from the side, he doesn't play. It's on him to you do know, it. Yeah, it's and all this stuff like of oh well, we won the game, but Lovren, but 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 but, and I'm kind of going well. I tell it's, you what, I, I tell, I'd be fairly confident if you put Joe Gomez into that side last night, you would pick out more mistakes from Joe Gomez in his current form and the current amount of confidence he has in himself and familiarity with who he's playing with. You would pick out more mistakes I, than you would day on Lovren. And that's the way I feel at the moment about it. Yeah. We had this last year with Matip. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say. And look, I, I, I've, I've opened it up and Matip was basically egg in my face. And you know what? I happy to admit it. I was not a big Matic fan. I thought he was. I thought he was too easily bullied. I it thought was he was exactly crap, the same. Crap defensive headers, um, but but shock and horror. He got a run of five or six games, and then you were, you could displace him. And at the times he was outperforming Van Dyke, and you're going, and now he's out injured, and we're all going, okay, now when, when's Matic back? Mm. A year ago, we a year ago we sold him. I was getting rid I'd of him. Have, I was getting rid of him. You know, two years ago, I'd have, I'd have packed the league's bags for him. Yeah. Whereas now you're like going, he's he's one of the best bench options we've got. Yeah. Now I have to say, all things being equal, if you got Gomez on top form and Lovren on top form, I go Gomez every day of the week because I think he's, he's as good in the air. I think he's as good in the tackle. I think he's faster. You know, and I think Gomez out of Matip and Lovren and himself all at full peak at the moment. I'd still go with Gomez in the long term. But as we, we stand now, you cannot turn around and make a case for Joe Gomez. Now, the other thing you would feel forget Joe Gomez, he's only 22, which for a centre-back is young. You know, Lovren's 30, and he's using his experience. I think mm. Matip's late 20s. Yeah. So, you know, he's also got to learn off them. You know, it, it's not like if Joe Gomez barely plays this year, Joe Gomez is finished. He's 22. You know, I'm a bit... It's it's the immediate, everyone must be right now, my favourite player has to play. If my favourite player doesn't play, you know, the manager's clueless. And it's just like, well, you know... I was surprised by the lineup, but at the end of the day, if he keeps getting wins with it, you know, so he be took, it. He took a risk last night. And it he did, off. and it came off, and it's a massive thing for him. And I think he, he had the insurance on the bench if he needed, if needed he did. people. The good thing, the good thing now is though, the likes of a Lalana, a Shakiri, and a Rigi, they might not play for another three or four games now. They yeah. might not. They might just be bench players. But when they come off the bench, the confidence, or if he's, if, or in a few weeks' time, if he throws them in, Say at home to uh, Sheffield United. Sheffield United. Say they're not going in. Oh, you're throwing me in to give the, the to give the big guy to give big players. You're throwing me because you believe I can do it. Yeah, and that's a, a very hard thing to do. Which I think you know this is this between real world football and you know playing it on playing a footy manager is you, you've got to you've got to give the players something. You can't keep saying, oh, I'll, I'll give you a chance. I'll give you a chance. If the chance never comes, players will sulk. Doesn't matter the multimillionaires. If a player's not playing, he'll sulk. Yeah. And when he's on the pitch, you'll show, you'll see it. You can't, we've had the players in the past who you can tell don't play a lot. And when they do play, they're rusty. And then when the, the crowd get in the back, they're like, oh, what's the point? Exactly. So it's done. It's done great. For, and the best thing is, Salah we know is carrying an ankle injury. Is a little bit off form. He's now had a three week break. He's played one game. He's had another week's break. Mm. 
again, we've just protected one of our better players for a bit. Yeah. And the same with Firmino. So it's, yeah. it's it, you know, it's perfect scenario. And it showed how important Henson is because when he came in, it was like bringing the grown up on. Yeah, it was. It was like um, bringing the skill uh, teacher on to sort of people do. And, and if Manny had his, had his boots on the right way around, he'd have had a hat trick. Yeah. Now, and it's, it's a good use of the squad. And I firmly believe he's trying to plot his way past Wofford, get off the Qatar. And already you have two games out there, but I think they will be planning there for resting and, and recuperation could, and, and stuff like that. I think that's where that could end You're up being. Y- yes, and I also think it, it could be a little bit of a blessing that we get an early mm. season break. I know it's two games over there, but the way the, the way it's structured, like we do come home and we five days into Leicester, I think. We finish yeah. on the 24th there, we're home the 22nd, so you're looking at four days, you know, and I know it's Christmas, but footballers don't do Christmas. Um, no. four says, did you see, go on. did you see the squad? Yeah, I've seen the squad, and you can. It's only... a little stronger than I thought. It's a, uh, also there's a few players in that squad. I was thinking, oh, these are the league cup guys. Yeah. Harvey Elliott, Elliot, Elliot, yeah. Brewsters, and they're all going. Uh, and the young, the young right back uh, who played real against Arsenal, oh, Williams, Nico Williams. Yeah, yeah, he, he's gone to Qatar. Yeah. Great. I mean, I must admit, they were the three. I thought, oh, they're nailed on for a um... Curtis Jones stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. But look, so, we'd have to wait and see what he does. You never know. He might play the League Cup and then be brought over there for the experience. You never know. Potentially. Uh, absolutely. Um, let me see. Oh, does one go on my screen there? I can't remember what it says. Um, Maverick. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Playing Genie is one of our most un- uh, unsung, underappreciated signings. Thought he was brilliant last night. And the talk going into the game was that he looked very tired against Brighton, but I thought he was amazing last night. James Kelly says Gomez will be like VVD in five years. He has no doubt about that. Maverick says Gomez just needs to play himself back into form and be patient. He'll be back. Yes, patience is yeah. massive, in it? Absolutely massive. Um, Maverick wants to rest Salah against Bournemouth as well. We'll have to wait and see. But having them on the bench... And giving players that have done well against Everton another chance against Bournemouth and you're resting Salah and maybe Firmino if you get a chance. It's not a bad thing. You know, it'll only turn out to be a bad thing if we don't win a game and then people will lose their shit because that's how it works. On to, um, on to this match of the day thing I watched, right? So I didn't watch match of the day last night. I was doing that podcast and Andy had me there till nearly 12 o'clock doing a podcast about, as I said, the most random stuff you can think of. But I watched the back this morning, right? So I watched the highlights and I was like, from very early on, the highlights was like, ah, oh, here we go. So they're showing Robertson going in on, on Davis and coming down on him. Then they're showing, um, they show Trent, Trent with a yellow and his, yeah. And he, well, he stands on the lap. He gets a yellow for the stand, but he, I think it's Richarlison he goes in on and, you know, he, he stands on him and, and then jumps away from him. And then they show Richarlison getting booked and then they show the Van Dyke thing. Now, what I will say is, right, for me, the Van Dyke thing, I think it's a penalty. I'm going to say that. I think it's a penalty. I think if it's shoulder to shoulder, you go, Calvert-Lewin isn't strong enough, but it's not. It's shoulder to his chest nearly, you know. Or, you know, when you look back at it, he's nudging him. He's not He's not going shoulder to shoulder. He is nudging him from an angle. I think it's a penalty, right? And I have no problem saying that. Um, but... Against that, they, they come to studio and Genus and Murphy are there and I'm like, fucking hell, Genus and Murphy. So they start with, oh, great goal, man, I just, this, and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And then they start showing this stuff with, with Trent. And I'm kind of going, the one in the Charleston, yeah, he stands down him, but you can see his reaction straight away to try to get his foot away from him. As if, oh, he's there, I've landed on him and he gets away. The booking is a booking. But there's no mention of Mane going through on goal round in Pickford. And I think it's Keane. Does exactly the same thing that Van Dyke does earlier in the game, and there's no mention of it. And all I exactly. can ta- all I can take from this, Chris, is right. I'm not going to go as far as to say an agenda because uh, there was bits in it where they were, you know, quite not controversial. They were complimentary to Liverpool, and they show bits and pieces. And and a quote in there was, "Oh well, this is what a Manchester derby is all about." Some of these things that have happened, but I wasn't impressed with. I'm highlighting certain things and not even having to look at the man a chance where in my opinion he's fouled as he rounds Pickford by the defender well we, well we were all screaming we were all screaming in the ground go down 
Yeah. Because, but, but unfortunately, I think if it was nil-nil, he probably would have gone down. Uh, but you know what happened? If Manny, if Manny goes down, we're out, we're gonna have four days of how Manny's dived. Yeah. It's, it just seems to be a thing. Um, it feels a bit like, um, I'll, I'll, I'll pinch for Neil Atkinson in fairness. It's not my, it's not my, it's not my original, it's not my thought. But actually, I agree with what his thought is. It feels like, during when Fergie, Fergie United were brilliant. Mm. And, you know, they beat like West Ham 4-1. But West Ham had a bit of a go. Mm. And like, oh, there's a chink in the armour there. You know, if that penalty goes that way and if that decision goes that way and if that guy gets up, you know, West Ham were really in it then. And you're thinking, no, they got beat 4-1 and they were lucky to get 4-1. Yeah. And like, I think it's, I think, I think we're like that. Like it was with City two years ago when they got 100 points. Where people go, oh, Liverpool beating four three. Is that the chink in the city arm? You're like, no, it's just one loss, and it's 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 probably a one off, and it it proves to be. I think the some people are desperate to find something because they don't want it. They don't like the situation at the moment that it's an eight eight nine point gap because it's not in their head. It's not as exciting. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan says there it's a penalty, but that's it. Genius was calling for red cards. Yeah, I don't know where he gets the red card from. He fell in the la- box. He thinks he's last man, doesn't he? But it's it's not. Listen, I don't think if you if you fell in the box in your last man, I don't think it's an automatic red card anymore. Stop, no, no, stop that. It's, unless it's um, like a ridiculously stupid tackle, like you boot, you boot the fella or something. Yeah, yeah, you're last man and you just clean him out for no reason. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. you know. Um, but look, Force says Richarlison was guilty of a couple of stamps himself. It was a derby, but if you're going to point. Uh, one, you have to point out the both pair of stamps. You see, that's where I'm coming from. Like Northred said, it's a hundred percent an agenda. Uh, yeah, I, I do believe. I, it's, I I I don't go with the agenda against Liverpool. I get I'm I'm more on the side that there's a massive fear from the media and certain pundits of certain ages just not wanting Liverpool to win a league title because it brings back terrible memories of seventies and eighties. We all know. We know. Since since Liverpool won the Champions League final and basically. Beat Spurs uh, in set, you know, but play quite a defensive line. Uh, Genius has got as added being in about Liverpool then because he's convinced Liverpool have played crap for a year, mm. but he can't believe they're winning when Spurs yeah. play wonderful football. And he's not realised, you know, it, it, as we, you, and me both know, you get to finals, you get to big games. It's it's all about the result. Mm. The performance is second. Yeah, because uh, uh, and because I, you, and me, have joked with I said I was sick of Liverpool being uh, fantastic losers of. They play a great game, but they lose. No one wants that. No yeah. one cares. Yeah. Like, um, Maverick was listening on the radio, but it looks like, and he says, uh, they were going over the top about the Trent incident, calling a violent approach to the game, uh, shaking my head. But the thing was, right, the Robertson one, now listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say Robertson goes down there and isn't thinking, you know, is completely and utterly innocent in it, but he's not, he hasn't le- led with his elbow and smashed down the back. He's just fallen the way he's falling and decided not to move his arm. You know that kind yeah, of way. And he gets the, uh, up, he gets up and he knows that Davis is royal by this and laughs at him. You know what I mean? And that, yeah. I think if, if, if he gets up and walks away, people will go, oh, look, he just fell on him. But the reaction there to annoy Davis, um, has, the, is what got people going. And then you have, like the Trent one on Richardson, he, for me, he, the one where he gets, he, the one where he gets booked, it's, he's fine where he gets booked. I don't, it's on Dinya, it might be on Dinya, I can't remember who it was on. Yeah, he's standing stand on Dinya's foot. The one on Richarlison, obviously, we were in the ground, we saw him go down, but obviously we didn't see how he went down. When you see it, look, he does stand on him. Well, oh, he stands on him, but you can see the immediate reaction of his foot as if he's trying to lift his foot as quick as he can, as if, if to if say... He, if he wanted to stamp on him... He could have stood on him. I'd done some damage, he could have done some damage, and yeah. you, you, you can tell. Yeah. The Robson thing is the... You see, well, we've all played sport of some description. It's the classic. How can I put it? Leave one on, not leave one on him is in to hurt him. Just an, an, it's like a, just to do it to annoy him. Yeah. And you can tell by Robson's reaction how wound up Holgate gets. He just smiles and he's, it, that's his way of going. Davis gets you. wound up and Holgate comes over. Yeah, yeah, but that's it then. And then he, he fires out and Davis spent the rest of the game, um, doing what Ross Barkley had the problem with doing the derbies is it's a derby I'm pumped up I've got to throw in a big tackle I've got to throw in a you know beaten badge and all that sort of stuff and mm. that's not his game um, you know Liverpool players have fell to that in the past whereas actually you know Henson had a habit of doing that for a while and they've realised no if I stick and play to what I am good at that's how you win the derby Yeah, and try and be a bit of a cool head and Liverpool must know look if we, if we wind a couple of these up the heads will go we all know Pickford you wind him up, he's got a rick in him. 
the best thing they could, they, they could do with Pickford is give him a Valium for the game. Oh, I just can't to, believe to they paid £20 million pound for that goalkeeper. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Yeri Mina, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a dangerous centre back. He's a powerful centre back. Uh, I've never seen him get turned so many times by um, Origi. I think Yeri Mina is a centre half that, in his own head, believes he might be a number ten. Yeah, Yeri Mina is someone who needs, but he needs pace around him because that's one thing he lacks. Yeah, pace. I think he, he well, considers himself a really good technical footballer, but he shouldn't be playing a centre half. That's just what I come across with um with Yerry mm. Mina. Um Yorkshire put puddings on the on the Christmas dinner, yes or no? Mm. It's a no for me, I don't have Yorkshire puddings on my Christmas dinner. No, I don't think I, I have. No, no, I don't even know. Um FS asks, What's the odds on Grizz to be next Everton manager? Pretty high, I would say. Uh, get your money on Mark Hughes. I, I think they they'll do something like Mark Hughes and No, it's is it Oh the, yeah, you have a link sky, tonight. Yeah, I got I, I got a link. Honestly, got it. it was um, let me find his name because I've never heard the fella. I thought he was made up. Yeah, he looks like a he looks like the manager. He looks like a, the stock picture of a manager seeing football manager. Ever sort of been linked with Shanghai head coach Victor Pereira, who manages it in the uh, China Super League. Uh, I've never heard of him. I had to Google him very quickly. Uh, he's won the Turkish Super Cup mm-hmm. and he's managed a, a team in the second division in in Germany. Okay. So I'll be honest. And now look, it says Sky Sky Sports News understand, so you know it could easily be made up. But I was a bit like yeah, Victor I, Pereira, Kevin O'Sullivan says, yeah, yeah, so. never heard of me life. I mean, I have been winding a few blue, blues up. Um, so they said like, who, who could it get any worse? And I think I kept sending. The, I've been sending the Alan, Alan Pardew gif around mm. it's, of him doing his little dance because can, can you imagine Alan Pardew at Everton? Oh, God. Yeah, I seen a brilliant tweet from an Everton fan today, and he said. Uh, air fans would give out about anything. To, um, I've just seen somebody on Twitter give out because Michelle took a train to Runcorn to try to get the Finch Farm. Um, that was just absolutely brilliant. But listen, he, he's being sacked. Before we go, we're going to leave now in a couple of minutes. But he, he's being sacked. It was it was quite inevitable. It looks like they've put Duncan Ferguson in charge of the game against Chelsea at the weekend. Where did where did he go from here? Like when you were watching that game last night, you know there was a bit of fighting them because they do get two goals in the first half. But looking at that Everton team. Did, like they're do you so, have, do so, have quality, but do you do you genuinely worry for these if they brought in a manager and it doesn't go right that they could go down? Yeah, it's the first time in a while I've looked at, but it's, it, it, they're a bit like it's a bit, it's like the Leeds United situation. I look at the team and go, Richarlison, really good player. Mm-hmm. Lucas Digne, I don't think he's the best defender, but going forward, the, the lad's got a great delivery on him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, he mean it on his day he could be a good, good player. Although we had a mayor last night, I actually think the right back Sadibi is not a bad player. Yeah, he was targeted so, big time last night. Uh, I thought Bernard, when he came on, uh, he's clearly not fully fit, but he is a good player. Mm-hmm. The problem is he's only five foot, but he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, actually, I was impressed with Moyes Keane when he came on. He gave them a bit of a, a, a pace threat, which I think is what the, what Cavaloon doesn't give them. Cavaloon, mm-hmm. I just think he's just okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you look at that side thinking, that side should not be where it is. It's good enough to be higher in the league. I'm not saying it should be top six side, but it, it shouldn't be in a relegation battle. Yeah. But you could see, I mean, most of our goals, they were a quick, a quick long pass and then, a, and then a simple pass in for a goal. It wasn't particular, you know, it, it, although it looks good, it's not, it's not the biggest tactic in the world, is it? You know, like, you know, just play it over the back of them and they just don't follow anyone. It's the organization of the teams horrendous yeah because uh, they, they obviously set up for Liverpool to play a certain way they tried to adapt to it by going with a 5-4-1 and then Liverpool went we're just going to go Wimbledon here and we're just going to hit yeah. long balls over the top of you and they couldn't deal with which, it and they should be able to deal with it with three centre-halves with three centre-halves they all like to head the ball yeah. so you know it's not like it's not like it's a it's a game it's a, it, that would be alien to them mm. uh, but the organisation thing look some of it the players do have to look at themselves a little bit and go you know it, it it shouldn't, it shouldn't, one of you should grab, be able to grab the others and say, you know, stand with me, follow your man, you know, do this. But then they've had this problem from what I can gather most of the year. So, you know, Silver's probably been on borrowed time for a long time. Um, so, I, it, yeah, you know, it must, it must be horrible being, it must be horrible at the moment being an Everton fan. It, it does feel a bit Liverpool Hodgson yeah, like Kevin Sullivan says there, he's the former Porto and Olympiacos manager, plus a stint in China. Uh, North Red says they, do they go to Moisey, uh, do they go on a Moisey mission, uh, to keep them up? Um, I'm, I'm not I too mean, sure. He, you see, the, the, he, he's keeping them up, but. Where do you go like, from there? Yeah, do you want to go back and then, if he just keeps you up, which is great, keeps you up in the Premier League, but then, 
you do it. West Ham did with Moyes, right? We'll bin you off now. We'll get the next big name in. But what, it's then like, what big name are you going to get? Because it's, and people say Everton have got the money. They have got the money. But quite a lot of Premier League teams have got yeah, the but money. You see, but you see, the problem the, I have here is, that Chris, right, with, with Everton, and I'll try, we'll try to keep this as, as um, brief civil. as we can, right? No, not even civil, as brief as we can. <laughs> but this is the problem I have with Everton, right? They have got the money. That's absolutely fine. Park that for a minute, right? They went and they chased this fella, Marco Silva, right? Who turned up and had Hull relegated. And I don't care how bad Hull were. He had them fucking relegated. And he came out with smelling the roses for some reason. And I don't know why. Because, to be honest with you, if you're that good of a manager and you're that highly rated, you should be able to take a club and make sure you're better than three teams in this league. All right? He goes to Watford. He have a decent start. He gets... More or less tapped up by Everton and his head is completely torn. What for fall apart? Now that should have told Everton that look, as soon as he has any distraction or anything, he doesn't get his way, because he obviously wasn't getting his way at Watford, he might have wanted to leave, it falls to pieces. That should have been a warning sign to Everton. And Everton then go and get him and I was like, I can't believe they're doing this. Because they'd got Cumin, they'd had Martinez, they'd had Cumin, um, you know, Allardyce has been around there, stuff like that. But, if they have a project that they want to, to go with, right, they need to go and stop doing 40, 50 million on players and decide, this is the manager we want. Now, for argument's sake, take a manager, pick a manager, pick Eddie Howe. Let's pick Eddie Howe, right? Mm. Which I don't think they should go near, right? So he's probably, he's actually probably a bad, he's probably a bad thing. Let's say Rafa Benitez, right? Now, forget Rafa Benitez manager of Liverpool. He's top, top, top quality. Right, and you say to Rafa Benitez, "I want you to come in here, and we are going to spend money, but we're going to give it to someone capable of spending it." And the Marcel Brands thing is another deflection tactic for me. You come in, Marcel Brands isn't making all the signs or everything without Marco Silva having a say in it. Okay, you can't just turn around and go, "Oh, that Marcel Brands signing." That's going down the road of Liverpool's committee, and that never ever ends well. Whatever they need to do is they stop. They need to stop looking at the likes of Eddie Howe. Um, you know, Moyes, um, Mark Hughes, all these, Duncan Ferguson, I've heard Tim Cahill, Mikel Arteta. They need to stop that. What they need to say is, we need to pick a man, and no matter what fucking happens, we have a plan in place for the next five years, and he is our man. One, he has the quality. Two, he has the experience. And three, he has the pull to get players of a better quality into us. And if they don't do that, Chris, they may as well be sitting on the, the carousel of life, going around in fucking circles, falling off every so often, and getting back on and doing the exact same thing. The, the thing Rafa would do is probably take those shit from the owners. I trust he loves he, he loves an overfire. I think he would change the mentality. Yes, he would take no shit from these fans that literally torn on you after twenty five minutes if you're not winning at home. Because to be honest, that's the biggest thing and the bravest thing Klopp did with Liverpool. Yeah. As in, he took on the. The little fan base that know it all, and a few of my mates were like going, oh, he needs to stop telling Liverpool fans, or he needs to stop telling players to stop touching the, uh, the, uh, the light, the, the yeah. champions until they so won People it. at times need to be told what to do. Yeah, he needs to stop, he needs to stop turning around. I mean, even when, you know, it's, we saw it, uh, in the Leicester game, you could tell he could hear fans behind him moaning, and as soon as we, we won 2-1, you've seen him giving it to him. Yeah. And, uh, to be honest, because I think Everton, it's always been Everton's issue uh, recently is they're obsessed with what Liverpool do. As long as we beat Liverpool, as long as Liverpool is, that's all that matters. And I can openly say that was probably me as a Liverpool fan in the 90s when United won everything. As long as United lost, life was good. But there's only so long that can work for you. And if that's over you all the time, what another club does, it knackers you up. No, everything's, everything's biggest problem is they believe that they're a big club. That's the major problem. Everything mm. need to, listen, if you get an honest Everton fan in, in in front of you to talk to you. And I'll, I'll point people towards Dave Downey. He's extremely yes. fucking straight down the line with everything. And he'll tell you, they're not big, right? They're a big name in football. But other than that, they're not a big, they're not a big club. They need to realise they're not a big club, right? And then they need to realise that bringing, when you bring in the likes of Marco Silva and you go, oh, well, he's done this and he's done Stop making excuses for these people you're bringing in. Bring in the best you can find. And do not tell me that with all this money that Everton supposedly have, and indeed any team in the Premier League have looked and went, we think Marco Silva is the man to take us there. Because he's not. 
and you need to no. stop this. You, the, all this merry-go-round stuff needs to stop. It's the same process. Come in, shout our mouth off, spend a load of money. It turns out he has no experience in what he's doing. He has no track record in what he's doing. It ends badly. We all go mad, and then we start again. And what do we do? We no. appoint another fucking idiot. And th- 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 what, this, this, what stop with them. They need to find the identity that they want to go with. But what they should, rather than saying they're a big club, is what else they should be selling themselves at, and this would be a true sell, is they have the potential to become a big club because they have decent facilities, they, ha- they do have a, uh, a strong history like, Liv- like Liverpool have had, and there is, there is money there. So they have the potential to become one of them. And there's nothing wrong with aspiring to that and saying, I will get you to the next level. And then when we get there, I will take you to the next level, which is what Liverpool, and I think the reason Liverpool fans partly not trying to rub it in, but we lost our way when Rafa left a little bit. And there was a whole situation with the owners and all that. But we went down the routes of managers and players where we go, we're Liverpool, we're 18 times the champ, we're this, we're that. But we're playing Kiriakos and then Gok in the side and we're going, we're not. And it took us, it's, it's probably took us a good 10 years until we've got to Klopp and a structure behind the scenes to go, this is how we get to there. And that's why Klopp did the whole, you can't keep using the, the past as your backpack. We're a new team. Stop looking at that. You need to wise up and start working for where we are and work our way up. And unfortunately, at some point, you've got to hit that rock bottom reality check. I, I think our rock bottom reality check was probably Hodgson Dalgleish, where we, I think the reality hit of we got an exciting manager in Rogers. He took us to a certain level, but then we realised we had to get to the next level, which was plop. And I think well, that's just you, you've, mentioned, you've mentioned Rogers there, right? You've mentioned Rogers there. So, do you think Brendan Rogers is a better manager than Marco Silva? Yes, I think he is now. Okay, right. Brendan Rodgers could have went to Everton when Marco Silva was going through a horror time in the middle of last season. The right. reason Rodgers is good now, though, is he's got a structure behind that he trusts yes. at Leicester, I, yeah. no, which, he didn't yeah. trust, which he didn't trust at Liverpool. And I, I don't think he's got that at Everton. I, I, I understand that. But what I'm saying is they could have got him. And I can tell you now the reason they didn't go for Brendan Rodgers is because he was a former Liverpool manager. Right? Oh, yeah, I can believe that. And that's where the mentality is completely wrong. The likes of talking around Simeone and Mourinho. Like, Mourinho for me is a mad show at Everton because Mourinho will come in for two or three years, sign a four-year deal there for two or three years. It won't really happen for him. He'll take his fucking 10 million at the end and he'll walk away and he'll leave you no better off, right? Rodgers would have went in there and he won't work under the director of football, so that may be an issue. But having said that, that's who you should be looking for. You know, hmm. the, you can't go Simeone, Mourinho, but don't go Marco Silva. Don't go Mark Hughes, Moyes, Duncan Ferguson, this fella that's managed in Portugal and China. You know what I mean? It's, I don't understand. They need to, they need to, A, go up a level of manager, but don't, shooting for the stars, I don't think it is, it's, they haven't got the ability to, but they can go to, you know, instead not being A plus, but you can go to an A level manager and say, "This is what we want to do. We are guaranteeing you, we are going to give you five years here. We believe you are the man to do this. Along with it, this is the structure we want. If you want any changes, we can we can try change it. That's good with both parties and go from there. But all I can see from everything is a constant process that just goes on and on and on and on, and the steps are the exact same." And the end result is the exact same. And the biggest noose around their neck now is going to be this stadium that I don't think will happen anyway because they're trying to take water out of the fucking Mersey to do it. So, like... There'll be a better announcement on that tomorrow. Yeah, but what happens now if they go for this fella and it doesn't work and they give him two transfer windows? What are we going to do? We're going to be talking here in a year, aren't we? Probably. Yeah. Probably are, yeah. Yeah. We are, aren't we? Because this fella's going to come in, not know the league, not know the players. Does he walk on? What way does he walk in China? What way did he walk in Porto? What way did he walk in Greece? You know, and, and he comes in then, and, and then it's all Marcel Brand's fault. But Marcel Brand is, you know, some sort of hero at Goodison Park for some reason. It, uh, yeah, it I've, I've, got a, I've got a feeling, Everton, they're going to get somebody in temporary, say if it's Moyes, just say it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, someone who, if, I think if he brought David Moyes in, he would make them difficult to beat. It'd be horrific to watch, and it'd be, it'd be like a, you know, Tony Peel's Stoke style shit football. But I think if he brought him in, he'd keep them up. But I think he's got to be on a West Ham deal that he was on, which is we're bringing you in for the end of the season. You keep us up, we'll give you a nice paycheck, and you go fuck off somewhere else. Mm. And then they have the summer. Then, uh, but then while that's going on, they have the two contingency plans, which is if he keeps us up, this is the man. Say it's Brendan. Say it's Rafa. Just say mm. it is. If he t- if we go down, 
this is the man to get us back up. Because mm. they're probably two different people. Yeah. And that's the plan they stick to. And they had that lined up now. Oh, I'm against that. Maybe. But I, I think that's what they're going to have to do. Because I think whoever they want, who we think is going to be, who they think is going to be the right person to take Evan to, to the next level, is probably already in a job and probably something that they're not going to be able to get out. I think I they might think. go down. I think if it was me, I would say, well, who's the manager we want? Go out and look at it. And if he agrees and he'll take the job, you say, listen, we, you start in one month's time. We're going to leave Duncan Ferguson there for one month and you come in on the 1st of January and you are ever the manager and, and mm. you keep us up. You know, so it's, look, it's, it's a mad process and they keep doing the same process and then they wonder why this all keeps happening to them. And the worst thing is they just keep throwing a lot of money at it and they're not loving it very well. It's, 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 nah. it's just, it's not good. But look, enough about them. Um, the, can we, can we all laugh at Arsenal as well? Um, we can have a little laugh at Arsenal. They were beaten by Brighton tonight. But again, you know, it just, look, it shows to me that for me, Man United are horrific and they're fifth or sixth in the league. So it's one of those. Anything else mm. before we go? Um, anything else? Oh, the women are back at home on Sunday. Who are you playing? They're playing West Ham. Uh, so it's, it's, pro- it's a bit of a six-pointer. They, they, they desperately need to get a <laughs> result. Okay. Uh, it's uh, two o'clock at Prenton. Okay. And do you fancy them to beat West Ham? I fancy to at least get a draw out of it, uh, but hopefully they can beat West Ham. I'm, okay. ho- I'm hopeful. Uh, but yeah, I think the tickets are like a fiver. Uh, if fans have still got their ticket stubs from the, the derby mm-hmm. at, at Anfield, they get in for nothing. Deadly. Deadly. I like that. So, like that. you know, so there is the, encour- there is the encouragement. Of, if you've still got your, 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 your ticket from the derby, you, there's a free game of football for you to watch. Cool. And it doesn't, it doesn't clash with the men's because the men play Sunday. Nice one. Well, if anyone's around and can watch, um, if you can watch the Liverpool women's at home at Prenton Park against West Ham, anyone listening wants to go down and watch that £5 to get in at the door. That's it. That's the Fatback for Daily for tonight. Chris, thanks a million for joining me. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. We will be back tomorrow night at 10pm to properly preview this game against Bournemouth. Um, I should be back after the game on Bournemouth as well, probably half five on Saturday, and we'll have a reaction show to that. The Fatback 4 will be back on Sunday night, and I'll let you know what time on that. I will let you know what time. But that's it. That's the Fatback 4 daily. Hope you enjoyed it. If you want to listen to more random stuff, go back and listen to me and Andy from last night. Um, Yeah, that's it. Over now. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Have you tried the Name Your Price tool yet? It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to find a rate that works for you. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive. Get your quote today at Progressive.com and see why four out of five new auto customers recommend Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Social Podcast Network.